We're watching this movie. It brings it back to us. We are the end of that movie. That we are the end of the movie. We have, we have to be the end of that movie. Meaning, it comes back to us. We can use little things like this, little reflection inside the self. That all of this thing, I mean, it's, it's not the truth. It's just sort of like a like all movies. They do research. They go to India or they go to Africa. They go wherever it is. They research things, but only understand them according to the present limitation of their own mind. And then they use these things, knowing that the the overwhelming majority of human beings are stupid for these things. They don't know nothing about it actually. Even the people who are in so-called spiritual research don't have direct experience. You know, they have belief, but they don't have direct experience. So there's a whole scope to express these ideas because until you really know, until you really discover, your mind loves the the adventure of speculating. You see, and even when you discover, you can enjoy the mind's play because it's it's all. I mean, we say children love to create games about life. All human beings love to do that. Is it? But where it goes is that you look at something and you say, but where where they directed this energy and their projection is that all of it is phenomenal. But yeah. if you had a human being come to the full power of their potential, this is something that they would be inclined to do, which is to to come to the height of the human potential in terms of their projection, uh, the highest business person, to meet all the most beautiful, you know, sort of sexual partners or whatever it is, or to have all the money you can get and to go where you want or to be a very, very stimulating person as a as somebody to sit and talk to the most great socialite you can find or whatever it is, to be famous, to be admired and stuff. It's all phenomenal thing. So And there are different speculations within the realm of phenomenality. So, some people living in Ethiopia and whatever it is, they have their own phenomenality as well too, which is their own dream within their own the 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 dream inside their own culture have a different phenomenal you know kind of imagery. Over here we have a different phenomenal imagery, but it's all totality as phenomenal phenomenon, you see, or phenomena. And by phenomena, we have to understand what I mean. Is just everything that belongs that is perceivable through the senses and the mind, including the mind as a sense as well, too. From any region of time, so past, present, future, or nothing like this. You know, everything that is perceivable, cognizable, recognizable through the mind, every sensation, every feeling, every image, every story, everything, uh, including visions. And imagination, fantasy, actualities, uh, the power of memory, of intellect, or to speculate, and to, to, to whatever it is, that are called phenomena. Outside of the reference of phenomena, we don't know what to speak about. You see? Now, the truth does not have to come out of phenomenality to be, to be truth. You see? Understand? Truth doesn't have to escape from phenomenality because phenomenality has its source in the truth. 
you see what actually happens is that when the truth is known all that is phenomenal becomes an expression of the nominal all that is phenomenally present present now because a thing cannot be phenomenal who decide that it is phenomenal phenomenality only can be determined through perception you see otherwise if something's not perceived why is it phenomenal or nominal why is it you know duality or non-duality you see these are concepts within phenomenality also do you follow what i'm saying yes. <clears throat> so I mean, obviously, our common ground of experiences is in is in uh, phenomenality, meaning that we perceive a world of other beings with different languages, and we speak and communicate, and we we learn and reflect different things in each other, and so on. But only within the dream of phenomena phenomenality, which is based upon consciousness in the first place, hmm? um, creating somehow a body. To, in order to experience through, or it's the supreme consciousness does this, because the individual consciousness does not have an existence. You know, it is still under the supreme power of the supreme consciousness. So you can say, uh, Ishwara or Brahman creates all, all these vessels, and then breathe life into them, the life force, which enables them to function biologically as uh, instruments of, you know, perception and movement and interacting and so on. Infuse again the the seed of consciousness, in order to to create the sense of the word or names, uh, names and forms and time and so on. The basic creative substance for the world in order to to function to be perceived and like this, no? and the mind into in order to interpret the world because mm, all we are doing is interpreting and projecting. Based upon who we think we are, so it's just in terms of the, all of it. I call it phenomenality like that. No, is there anything outside or beyond or above phenomenality? This is the question. See? What it means that if there's nothing above phenomenality, it means that the world starts in phenomenality and ends in phenomenality. But because phenomenality is not stable, it's always changing, and if everything that exists is phenomenal, then there will be nothing to witness changefulness. Because this thing that's witnessing changefulness is itself changeful. But we know that some some aspect of the witness is also changeful. Mm-hmm. So therefore it is also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You understand? So when, when I say before that even the ego it has the capacity to witness, but it witnesses with self-interest, mm-hmm. it's showing signs of witnessing. But the witnessing is partial, therefore it is also phenomenal. You see, when that is acknowledged and recognized, it means that space is left for there to be an impersonal witnessing. The impersonal witnessing means that it is not conquered anymore in the phenomenal realm. It becomes much much more silent, much more still, and can perceive in a much vaster way, because it has no interest. When you have an interest, you become blind to what you have no interest in, and your mind hunts for what you have experienced before and enjoyed and want repeat of it. What it hasn't enjoyed, it doesn't particularly want to see. You see, but it doesn't have the power to totally ignore what it doesn't want, 
because what it doesn't want by the very fact that it doesn't want it creates a reality out of it and this is how the world works so it's going to keep coming back these opposites there's the desires and the anti-desires because desire has two functions I really want something and I really don't want something so what you want creates your anti-want also so these functions are playing if when we can begin to see that both the object desired and the object not desired are both phenomenal and also the one who desires them is also phenomenal we are afraid of this because we don't we have, we don't want to cancel ourselves out but when we know ourselves only at the phenomenal level even at the satvic satvic end of phenomenality meaning that the highest within phenomenality right but it's still phenomenal is it is there space left above or beyond the phenomenal the fun phenomenal you know sort of world and i say yes of course but not just phenomenal space you know god space you know and uh, because even actually in the human consciousness god is also phenomenal also the god that human beings know is also phenomenal it the god is the total creative principle but we only know god as creative you understand and the power must be beyond also just creativity because what is creativity function you see and human beings it says that god made man in god's own image but man also make god in man's image also meaning we give just like we 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 have a tendency to want to make everything like ourselves this is why we make cartoons and you have animals and stuff that speak english and behave like people because we haven't got the capacity as yet to understand them as they really are except some very few people you know we always interfere we always interpret we always project so you cannot see things as it is if you keep on adding the herbs and spices of your own projections and your own desires and fears and so on upon them you're not really seeing the clean thing you can anything be seen cleanly you only can see things cleanly when you are clean when you are clean then the thing you see is clean the only thing that can be clean and see things clean is god you understand so that's how this is why human beings in say india can be called bhagwan when they transcend the ego which is the instrument for interpreting and creating and imagining and just see now this type of seeing doesn't mean that they're just naive it's not like that they don't they're not seeing things as they are in order to manipulate them they just see because god doesn't want to manipulate anything you see it's not they say but, but he changes things they're not manipulating manipulating has some kind of sinister feeling about it I mean, you can't accept them as they are well the fact is there's nothing that is as it is as an object because it's always it's always changing so it is you should remember i told you many years ago that after i was painting 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 i was never satisfied with painting i always wanted to make the, the ultimate painting i always wanted to make a painting that was complete that could give me what i found now which is like to give you god basically <laughs> want to make something that was so total that when you saw it that it was like you know you were sad you were you were just happy you were just happy because there's nothing like that 
that's what I was saying. I was I was never content as a painter, you know. I always want to paint something, but I real and I dreamt once that I'd made up the, the ultimate painting, but it was always changing. Mm-hmm. Because something new, the ultimate painting cannot be fixed. Mm-hmm. It can it just cannot be fixed. And if it's a painting that's moving, it's not really called a painting, really. So there is something already in a subconscious level that is searching for this thing. And some people are searching, they're not conscious of it, through their own expression to try and find the truth. Just now I found the most direct way to see this. Rather than going through years of practicing and, and all this kind of torture, I can show you but that you can look in the mirror. It is like, but you have to look in the right mirror. Now people may say, but is there a wrong mirror? I say, yes, yes. If you look in a mirror, you don't understand how to interpret or how to see. You don't understand what you're seeing, because you don't understand who you are, the one who is looking in the mirror. Then what you will see is only a phenomenal reflection. But when we talk about seeing each, each one reflecting, in a, a reflecting ourselves, it's not just a phenomenal reflection. It's a reflection of our spirit. The, the reflection, really, the truest reflection is a reflection of your own being. Mean that when you meet someone like you're attracted to them. You're attracted to them because uh, first attraction is when you see someone who truly reflects, whose pres- presence reflects you. If it first reflects only your bad habits, it's still helping. It's reflecting something that you need to look at something maybe. That we don't like that person. You want someone to reflect your good habits. And then you're still not the highest yet. When there's one who reflects you beyond habits, your your pure being, then naturally you want to merge with this one. You want to be with that one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Because the others are only sort of like relative things. Hmm. This phenomenality, you see, it is the most the the the, the non phenomenal thing is the most difficult. Not because it's difficult. But because we are so much dependent upon and somehow encapsulated into finiteness, we love things to hold their shape and to be reliable as a shape, including relationships. We are afraid of them changing. Because what we do with a relationship, you start to take lots of photographs that you want to keep. You want to keep looking at those photographs in a living way. You try and find the things that's that's there that you want, and you try and keep you memorize them to try and keep it like this, like it's a living thing. The only way you can truly be really happy is to have no shape. Sometimes you have people who, who they have a, an idea of how a relationship should be. They've created that. God didn't give them that. They create that. And then all they're trying to do is to find somebody who will act out their part. They're like a scriptwriter, basically. They're just looking for an actor to act out the part. But that scriptwriter cannot make life. You have to be totally empty to be able to meet beings from you being empty, enabling them to be more empty and to find the joy of the empty. But in our world that is so much immersed in conceptual thought and so on, it is afraid to be empty because it has given the, ter- the, f- the state of emptiness a very negative connotation. 
Like empty, to be empty means like you're dull, you have nothing to offer. Irresponsible, dropout, hippie, basically waiting to blow up the world. Basically, mm-hmm. they have nothing, nothing positive to say about it. So to be a human being, uh, in the way that many people perceive, you have to have say something about yourself that we can agree upon, that you're nice enough to let into the party. Mm-hmm. Your 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 company is worth keeping. And few human beings can live without the company of other human beings, even foolish ones. Yes, so. But it's not totally put. I cannot give you the full picture, because no picture is full. It can be full. It can be full of mistakes, and full of incompleteness. But it can be full of truthfulness. Any picture. So what I can give you is give you a perspective, a way of looking, for a bit. That keeps everything open and fresh. The mind wants to close it down, put a stamp on it, put it somewhere. But you have to perceive in a way that you're always living. Mm. So any time of the day, you're you're fresh, you're ready. Hmm? Even if your body's sick like a dog inside, you're just clear, like clear. Du är det dyraste 